0: Welcome back to the Energetics of Everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight, as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. everyone welcome back to the energetics of everything I am here with Elise my beautiful, gorgeous 4'6 mental projector. And she is a spirit baby medium, an energetic healer. And she helps you connect with your spirit babies to heal or to have a natural and healthy pregnancy, no matter if you have infertility issues or not. We've done some beautiful work. We've done some human design work together. And what we've really dove into was helping her connect with these psychic gifts and really developing her ability to channel these spirit babies when I had an ectopic pregnancy a couple of years ago. That was in 2021. And we've done a lot of energetic work around connecting with those souls. And it's been so profound. It's been some of the most playful, energetic work that I've done. And so when we reconnected recently, I had set the intention of having these conversations with 4-6 profiles. And I was like, I feel like there's a 4-6 mental projector out there. And I have a couple, four, six mental projectors in my world, but it was so interesting that that was the clarity is – this has to be four, six profiles across the board, but specifically it was a mental projector that was coming through. And here you are. You slid into my DMs. We were talking about rapid resolution therapy, which is something that we've both dove in, into recently. And all of a sudden it hit me of like, oh, extend the invitation. This is the conversation that needs to be had. So. I'm not exactly sure where this is going to go, but I'm sure that it's going to be medicinal for everyone who is involved in this conversation or who gets to listen to it, and I'm just so happy that you're here, Elise. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and yes, I like that the healing happened in a playful energy, and I feel like that same playful energy is now around as we're speaking, but also what I noticed in your business and what I'm trying to also
0: embody more in my life. Yes. Play is so fun. It is. (laughs) Yes. So tell me a little bit about the work that you do with Spirit Babies. Just kind of introduce that to anyone who may not be familiar with the topic.
1: Yes. So maybe it's interesting to share a little bit about how the journey unfolded for me as well. I remember when I was little, can't remember exactly what age, I just remember being at my dad's house. And always when I was in that house, I would feel a lot of energies. And when I mean, I feel energies, it's almost like if you close your eyes, and if someone would stand in front of you, you could sense that there's someone standing in front of you. But now you're opening your eyes and you see nothing in front of you, but you feel like someone's standing in front of you. And I would feel that as a kid, but I would be really afraid of it because yeah, I could not see what was happening. And I was watching a lot of scary movies and I thought, okay, this is freaking me out. So I'd always say like when I would go to bed, please go away, I don't wanna talk to you. And I think because I kept doing that, I kind of closed it off talking to any spirits or any energetic beings. And then I started my spiritual journey and diving more into energy healing and healed things that felt unsafe to me, including this, like being open to feeling and communicating Mm -hmm. with spirits. I started to notice these beings again around me. And then one day I was sitting in my bedroom and I felt the presence of a spirit, but it was like a new spirit. It was like this playful energy, this younger energy. And I was very curious. So I started asking questions to figure out who is the spirit. And the spirit told me it was my spirit baby. So the soul of my future baby.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I got really excited. And later on, I told a friend and she was wondering if I could communicate with the soul of her future baby, her spirit baby, because she had been trying to get pregnant and it's been over a year and nothing seemed to work. And so I tried just, again, out of this playful energy of, I'm curious, let's see what the spirit has to say, if I could connect with the spirit. And then I did, I shared some messages and also received roughly when she was going to get pregnant and what gender this spirit wanted to come through as. And then it happened and I shared it on social media and that's how I felt like I was like thrown into the spare baby world. And ever since that, I've been, just curious so just talking with a lot of spirit babies and figuring out what messages do they want me to share but also what can i do with it mm-hmm. with this gift of communicating with spirits mm-hmm. and also this gift of energy healing and that's how i came to helping women heal to get pregnant and also to reach a full term wow
0: I'm just looking at your chart and seeing all of the beautiful elements that are showing up here, like your innocence, motivation, that makes so much sense that you would connect with these delightful souls. And then you have so much activation in your sacral center. Like there is a gate in every single channel except for one in your sacral center. So there's a lot of awareness and, sacral energy could be really triggering for you, but it's really activating. And because you have that beautiful, innocent motivation, there is so much space and so many gifts related to midwifing that energy into the world and being that person who is guiding things into creation. Mm -hmm. So projector, I love this.
1: (laughs) Yes, and true. In terms of the innocence motivation, I really notice it because the conversations that I'm having, even though the topics might feel heavy because there are a lot of emotions around women trying to get pregnant and maybe losses that happened. But the conversations with the spare babies are so playful. They're so light and they have so much love that they bring with them. So I also approach it in this, yeah, playful energy. of Oh, what do they have to say? And what can I share? What can I do? It allows me also to stay in my innocence.
0: I also just really love how that journey was So beautiful as an example for an invitation where you were connecting Mm -hmm. with the energy of a soul. You recognize that talent within yourself. You as a mental projector talked it out with your friends as a four line in communication as well. You're this role model energetically and then you brought it to your network and then you were given an invitation where someone said, hey, can you do this for me? You again shared with your network, well, look at this fun thing that I did in a very innocent way. And then that has led to more invitation for you. You said you got pulled into this whole world. Of course you got pulled into this whole world. That's like the most divine invitation I've ever seen. (laughs) So I just want to recognize it.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because also with the invitation to constantly communicate with these spirit babies or receive the invitation from the mother of what is there to explore and heal.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole process in general of having children and creating life like the innocence just needs to be wrapped around that entire topic. So I just love witnessing people in their design, especially when it plays out so clearly and so beautifully like this. And because you've done I know you've done a lot of the energetic work, you've done all of the RRT, you've done all the human design stuff. You're clear enough to be able to be that channel and to hear those invitations, even at an energetic level. And I think that is just beautiful. So I just want to recognize you for that. (laughs) Thank you. I also see your vocation in 59.2, which is about Mm -hmm. transparency and intimacy and connection. And that two line is that it's like a partnership energy. You're bringing two things together. And it's not specific to vocation, but there's two line themes of marriage and connecting to people. It's like divine partnership. And so the fact that you're energetically connecting people with intimacy, you're there, you're connecting souls at such a deep level is just like, ah. <laughs> fascinating. That's glowing. That's also how shirt. it feels
1: for me. Like <laughs> it is <laughs> literally feels like oh, when I'm playing yeah. around, but it's when I'm, doing anything in my business but especially the healing work or the connecting with the spirit babies it's yes it just it feels like yeah and home is not the right word but I always or when I was younger I would always feel a little bit like an outsider Mm. that's cool I was bullied and I was always seen as this weird kid that had big curly hair it was really skinny in this world, in the spirit baby world, I really feel at home. I just feel very grounded. It invites me to really be myself more. And then that way also inviting other people into my world that connect with me being me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Like they meet you on that level of playfulness and authenticity. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. Ooh, I think it would be fun to just talk about the story and talk about our work with the spirit babies because I still communicate with my spirit babies <laughs> often and I get glimpses of their presence and glimpses of their energy pretty much every single day. We can talk about that because oh. I know I've done a lot of healing work around my relationship to them, my desires to having children at some point. And that was really scary for a while of, mm. it felt like it was something being pushed on me that I wasn't ready for. I was like, okay, if the universe wants this for me, like, do I get a choice? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I had the ectopic pregnancy where I was probably about 10 weeks along, but I was on birth control and I was still like having regular cycles. And so I was like, there's no way that I'm pregnant. There's no way that I'm pregnant. I just feel really, really off. Like something is wrong, definitely. But I didn't feel like I was actually pregnant. That led to emergency surgery. It really took me from going full force, like that was the height of my burnout, really, I was running a million different things, I had over a 100 people that had access to me constantly in masterminds in group containers as student teachers in my containers as team members. So there was just so much responsibility in my world already, that it makes sense now looking back that my body would say, I am not capable of being responsible for another life or something else entirely at this moment but that ectopic pregnancy it required me to slow down and in that stillness in that silence in that slow energy for the first time after nursing school and the job and running the business and quitting the job and all of the things all of a sudden all of these emotions came up you know like once you get still once everything stops I was Mm -hmm. being busy to ignore the feelings and the emotions that were deep underneath there. But it really made me confront a lot of things around the direction my business was going in, what I actually wanted. I'd gotten to a point where I could, and I was growing really quickly and a lot of people were responsible for me and everyone was saying, you should do this. You should do this. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I just didn't want to do anything. (laughs) Now I look back and I needed to heal some things. I needed to look at, yes, people can say you could do this and people will see a lot of potential in me, but it really supported me in getting clear on what I want versus what I'm open for. I was almost in this, I'll take any opportunity that's available to me energy. And now I'm in a much more refined energy of, I can say yes to things and I can say no to things depending on what's actually on my heart. So that's just what's coming through to get the conversation started. Tell me. Yeah. And also choosing
1: what you wanted to respond to, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Instead of just saying yes to everything, but really tuning into what is really calling you forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I was doing some energetic work with Lexi. We've both done some work Mm -hmm. with Lexi and then you sent me a message and said, hey, your spirit babies came and said hi during my meditation. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Get away from her. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Excuse me. And I was like, I felt like I was haunted <laughs> by these children for a minute. And that was just like my initial resistance that I got to work through. There was just some fears that were underlying it. Some of it was mine. Some of it was just some ancestral things that I needed to clear but yeah, my spirit babies came to you in meditation. How was that?
1: Yes, yeah, so it was interesting because I still, when that happens, when spirits actually come to me or spirit babies come to me and they ask me to do something in this case, for example, tell you about it. I was like, can I do that? Can I just like <laughs> share this message because the invitation or the ask is coming from not a physical human, you know, but coming from spirit. So I was wondering, should I do this? But it felt good. So I did. I shared with you that the spirit babies wanted you to know that they were ready to talk and connect. I remember sending that message. And then I think I first shared it with you and a little bit later, like maybe a month or so later, two months later, we were talking about it a little bit more. And then I think I shared with you that they're ready to dive into the healing that needs to happen and you were ready for it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think that because you, even though you shared, like you did have that resistance and a fear, because there was still this connection to what happened in your pregnancy and fear of, okay, I don't want to deal with what they might have to say or what's coming up, but you were also ready for it to dive into the healing. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why we had such a powerful session. I remember that one session that was just yeah, it blew my mind because we were both <laughs> receiving and we went back to a past life i think that was so powerful about it and we were both receiving at the same time what had happened in the past life mm-hmm. and how that was connected into what happened in this lifetime with yeah. your pregnancy and the fear you were feeling of when you were in the height of your business and so many things were going right but you also felt this weight of responsibility and then something happened in terms of your health and with your womb, mm.
0: the center of
1: creation.
0: Yeah. It's so related to like manifesting generator energy as well. I was going through a massive scale that ectopic pregnancy happened in January. And then February was my first six-figure month where I had to take a step back and my team was running everything, but it was my first six-figure month. We had a massive launch and I was frustrated because I didn't feel like celebrating. I was literally about to go to Hawaii (laughs) with family. I'm like staying by the beach, doing all of these incredible things. And I was just so tired and sad. Of course, my cross of duality, it was the duality of holding really big energetic work, really massive things, big growth is happening. And there's my defined emotional center, (laughs) which doesn't matter what's going on outside. I still have things to process. But I think it was so powerful to do that healing work when I did it. I feel like that was one of the catalysts for all of the change that's happened in my business over the last probably year where I have let go of team members. I have completely restructured things. I've retired my entire offer suite that led to the massive success in the first place. Looking back, I do see there's a difference between invitations and I think there's some undefined G-Center things of like people seeing me for a certain identity, for a certain role, and also creating the role of my heart, if that makes sense.
1: I wanted to refer back to, if you wanted to, the past life that we dove into, because I think Mm. it's really interesting in terms of how similar that was in terms of the energy that were going on in that lifetime and also the energy that was going on in this lifetime of you were also in the middle of causing a big change in society Mm -hmm. and you had said okay that lifetime you had said okay after I take this action we didn't really dive into what the specifics of that was but we could feel the responsibility and the impact it was going to have and the same impact that you had in this lifetime with your human design certification Mm -hmm. and Then you said, "Okay, after I make that change, after I take that action, I'm going to focus on creating a family because that was what your heart wanted. And then you were killed. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) the trauma from that of knowing you're going to make a big change, have a big impact and then follow your heart and create bigger family. Mm -hmm. And then that's being cut off short and the unsafety that that created in your body of like if I create this big change, but I also want at the same time prepare myself for my motherhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something bad is going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I've done a lot of past life work lately, and until you mentioned it, I was like, which one came up for us? <laughs> I was like, which past life are you talking about? <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> That's a fun little moment. Yeah. Which past life are you talking about? Because I remember a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of big work in multiple past lives of mine where I've been a part of creating big change. And I think the one specifically that you're mentioning, there was like some sisterhood stuff as well that I've gotten to work through. But yeah, there was definitely a past life where, I was in a position that was, it's kind of one of those positions where it's like, there's religion and there's politics involved. There's both sides of this Mm -hmm. like leadership and spirituality. And I was pioneering some leadership, pioneering some massive changes. And it was, as soon as everything was done, it was like the paperwork was signed or the bill was passed or whatever it was. I went home after the day and like that satisfaction, like I have vivid memories of, I was murdered by somebody and it was like my sister who put out the order essentially. And so it was like this whole betrayal situation that came through and of course my body was still holding on to it is like, and of course like the trauma of I was literally pregnant and then I did come very close to harming myself. Probably had like two days before (laughs) it was like really bad if I didn't go to a hospital. But yeah like allowing that to come up and seeing just like the trauma that that pulled up of it was almost like motherhood isn't available to me it's so far away it's exactly it's like beyond this lifetime and so i had almost unconsciously formed this belief that i won't make it to motherhood (laughs) because that's what happened in a previous lifetime and so getting to clear that and then getting to connect with these souls that are saying not just that they want to come through, but they have chosen me and they do trust that I will make it to that point in this lifetime was really massive. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. And and because you did that healing, you now have such an open communication line with them yeah. because you're available to it and you're not afraid of it anymore. They have so much to share and to guide you with, not just when it comes to that moment of like, okay, let's get pregnant and Mm -hmm. bring that spirit to life. But also before there's so much preparation that happens before. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I haven't really gone into the design of pregnancy. I have the book and I've read through part of it, but it's very, very intense. (laughs) (laughs) Some very intense human design literature of all of this stuff. The design of pregnancy is really complicated, but it's so interesting. The cells that I have in my body are going to be cells that are future beings. That's insane to me. Whatever I'm encoding them with now is building Mm -hmm. the unconscious mind, is building the DNA programming of future beings. I see how that is going to impact them. I'm setting the codes that are going to be the foundation for future conversations (laughs) that I'm not even a part of, I'm not even aware of. Future experiences as well. Exactly, future experiences as well. So yeah, it's been really fun to just play with that perspective of seeing the work that I'm doing now, even though I'm not ready for kids to come through just yet. I'll know what I know and I'm also open to it when it needs to happen but I think one of the biggest messages for them was like with my spirit babies was that I needed to be off of hormonal birth control because it was really not good for my body that was a big journey yes yeah Mm -hmm. yes
1: and so much changed after that as well Yeah. yeah yeah in terms of your business because I remember us doing our sessions and then one of the last few sessions you indeed were talking about having to let go of a few people because it didn't feel aligned anymore and also making some changes around what you wanted to communicate and that it wasn't Mm -hmm. that you wanted to share more than just about human design because you carry more wisdom than just (laughs) what lives through human design. To see those changes happen as well, it was very beautiful.
0: I think that in the beginning, I really interpreted my chart in a very literal way, where it says you're a six line, you're here to teach. Because I was obsessed with human design, and that was the information that I was consuming. I was like, I have to teach human design. I have to be the example of how to teach human design. And then everything, all of my programs contained, this is a chart, and this is how we're understanding these pieces and this is what this means and this is what this means and it was all interpretation which is great i'm really good at the interpretation but i was holding back my sixth line from creating and really really playing with the human design language there was some fear again related to that past life of if i actually make the change are people going to be mad enough about me to like put out a hit (laughs) Are they going to try and have me murdered if I really say the things that I want to say? I didn't always realize that that was living unconsciously. And of course, we've cleared that. I'm over that. I know that people can have opinions about me, and it doesn't mean that they're going to actually do anything harmful with those opinions. Their opinions don't actually affect me that much. I had to work through some stuff, but it was great.
1: <laughs> I also like what you said in terms of now you've healed that fear but because you were carrying that fear unconsciously, it was affecting your perspective on your own chart Mm -hmm. and how you were taking action as well. Because that question came to mind. What is something simple in your chart that you feel like the way you're looking at it and the way you're expressing it, how is it different now that your perspective has widened and Mm. the fear is no longer there?
0: Yeah, I've been playing with a lot more of the details, two that are standing out right now is my conscious son in 34. And I've always thought it's the gate of being busy. It's the gate of the manifesting generator. It's the gate of strength. I've always associated strength with devotion and dedication in our world, especially with the shifts that we're going through. It's not necessarily about the discipline that is the strength. There's so much change and evolution in 34. I'm seeing it as it's not necessarily work and force and productivity, really, truly sacral energy when it's in its light, like when it's in its magic, it is very playful and very fun. And it's interesting that for a while, all I wanted to consume was human design. But around the time of that ectopic pregnancy, I started to read. I started to read fantasy novels. I started to read romance novels, over 100 of them. A year, <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> I didn't listening. know there were that many. <laughs> yes, I have read over three hundred books <laughs> since then, and I never consumed human design or personal development content at that rate. I never read that much ever, but I started to really enjoy stories and characters and character development, and I started to see human design through all of these books and through these stories. And so it was through following that sacral energy, following the play, following the delight that I found the really strong threads that needed to be woven together. So that was coming through and 828 has been coming through. Gate Twenty Eight is my conscious Venus. So it's my sphere of my IQ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the details here, but I've been thinking about the word immortality because that's the city of that particular gate. That gate has the shadow of purposelessness. I read a lot of books with like gods and magic and immortality. And I think about that storyline where when someone is an immortal being, they get bored and they stop caring about things. There's storylines of like, oh, well, the gods have been around forever. They're just trying to entertain themselves. They don't actually care. And I'm noticing that I'm like, that's the purposelessness. And so i've been thinking about the quote of like live your life like today is your last day and i actually think that it would be so much more powerful for us to live our lives like we were immortal if i'm a human i look at somebody who is immortal this god this being or whatever that has this immortal lifespan i would be thinking why are you not making the most of that you could literally do anything you can do everything because you have all of the time available to you And why are you not using the most of it? That's so expansive. And we literally have our whole lives. We have immortality. We have our entire lives (laughs) in this existence. And we give things meaning by giving them meaning. Things don't have meaning in and of themselves. We give them meaning. And so I've been really playing with that and seeing that differently in the energy of it's not necessarily seeing something as I have to make the most out of this because time is running out. That's a great way to motivate you to use all of your time and to just live your best life. But if we expand it the other way into abundance, into this, like what if you had your entire life? What if you were immortal? What if there was no pressure at all? It really shifts the perspective. So if I'm playing with that and just reconnecting with the fact that my undefined g center with gate 25 and 46 when i'm in the right environment i am called to be in the love of spirit and delightful i'm like okay i have this playful delightful energy And if people want me to take things seriously, then they are not accepting me for me. That's like Mm -hmm. one of the very little things that I have in my G-Center that defines my identity as my delight, my ability to have fun, my ability to play in the face of seriousness and that love of spirit, that love of higher self, that desire to always show up in that innocence and self-acceptance in that higher self energy. So yeah, those are the details that I've been really loving and playing with and see changing my business.
1: I love when you're talking about immortality because I just got so excited. I was thinking about that as well. I recently watched a movie and like you were saying, they got in that movie as well. They got bored. They're like, okay, what am I going to do? I have all this time. I've already spent so many lifetimes. I kind of want to get, just get over with it and I'm done with it. While I think indeed there's something so powerful about thinking and in a way we do right because our soul lives on mm-hmm. forever yeah and it doesn't matter if we get like like in what happened in your case well, and what happened in any of my lifetimes get killed our mission continues what we want the change we want to make in the world can still happen in the next lifetime and so thinking about it in that way of how much can I already do in this lifetime how much of an impact can I already make in this lifetime and enjoy that process of making this impact and have fun with it just have this playground where you're like as a god almost like Mm -hmm. changing things and having fun with it and then yeah it doesn't matter when you pass because in the next lifetime you get to play again yeah (laughs) and you get to continue and create fun things and great things and it gets to continue on yeah with that perspective of make the most of it now knowing Mm -hmm. that you can bring already so much in this lifetime in this body that you are now this vehicle and Mm -hmm. then in the next one you can go Mm -hmm. even further because of the changes you made in this lifetime and the Mm -hmm. healing that you did in this lifetime and the learnings that you then bring into the next it's so fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather it be fun than serious and I also think that that was a big thing that I was seeing with the idea or the identity of having children was it's so serious, it's a lot of work, it's all this responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't open to seeing the delight, open to seeing the playfulness that that can be. Now I look at it, I'm like, wow, to be able to craft someone's unconscious mind in these little teeny tiny moments when you're teaching them. and. I also have the 4037 as my unconscious sun and earth. So my sphere of purpose is in 37.2, which is like connection, friendship, tenderness. It's related to family. It's like the channel of community. And so I can see those little moments where I'm teaching something to a child be really impactful for them moving forward just because I have that gift of tenderness. And I'm really excited to see how that plays out at some point. When it's time, when I'm ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just clarifying. Not yeah, yet, Just clarifying. <laughs>
0: I know you're listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I can relate to that. When my spirit baby came to me like over a year ago, I also had a bit of panic because I thought, okay, I'm not ready for this mm-hmm. kind of responsibility. But because I've been communicating with them almost daily it changed into this playfulness and I'm enjoying the conversation so much that I'm like oh I would love to also have these conversations when they're here and yeah. to teach them so much and they're already teaching me so much so I'm excited to continue learning from them but just in a different dimension
0: yeah oh I love that learning from them in a different dimension that's really cool I mean I'm already learning so much from them <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly they get so excited by it because they love when mothers or the people that are coming through are open to it and open to their guidance and they get so excited i often feel them as this jumping energy of like, yay finally <laughs> i get to communicate i get to share things i just love it because they have so much to share and it's all coming from this energy of love mm-hmm. and even though we might carry fear and all of these other emotions. They're also helpful. They're very helpful. It's just at a different vibration of than love. Mm-hmm. And when you are in the energy of love, you can just almost open your perspective to more, you see more possibilities. So they come with this energy and they're like, I have so much to share and so much to teach you because mm-hmm. I see way more than you might be currently seeing. Oh, that's so fun.
0: I know that my soul babies came through as twins really really strongly in the beginning and it's funny because my mother was a twin her sister passed away they're very premature at about seven days old and then i was going to be a twin my sister was going to be a twin and then my brothers are twins so there's this really interesting pattern where the girl twins only one has survived mm. but boy twins have survived and made it to term. It was just very interesting that they came through as twins so, so quickly and immediately. I think you said that first thing. You're like, there's two soul babies (laughs) just floating around in meditation. And of course, my logical brain interprets that as the universe is going to make me pregnant with twins in like a month. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Please don't do this. Did not happen. We're good. We're happy, healthy, and... We will have a pregnancy at some point, but that's not right now. But I've been connecting with them on more of an individual level lately. And it's really fascinating to see, they come to me in my dreams constantly. And in that time, Mm. right? When I wake up where I'm just like thinking and I can like hear messages, veil is a little bit thinner. And in meditation, sometimes and sometimes they just pop in and say things. It's putting the dishes away the they other tend day. To do that, yes, yeah, and they're like, okay, but do you have room for bottles on the shelves? And I was like, whoa, hold up, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make space. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> I love that you can laugh about it because they really are yeah. like coming into it with playfully yeah. like teasing you about it, <laughs> and then you respond to that as well by. Just saying like,
0: well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But you can it's laugh been about fun.
0: it. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun. It's been really fun to connect with them. But it's beautiful to see things change. I did some work with Lexi on that pattern of twins, specifically in the family. And so it's been really cool to see them connecting with me in different ways. Like now I'm seeing that I think it may not necessarily be twins. And I mean, I'm open to being twins, but there's been like visions of an older boy and then the little girl. And so it's fun to just play Mm. with that. And also my inner vision. I'm really curious to see if the people that I am visualizing and I've met are actually the people that I'm going to create. (laughs) So that'll be fun to play with too. Be like, wow, was I psychic enough to see you before you were here?
1: (laughs) Yes. And also have you connected with or when you have the meditations do you feel like what their energy is like and are you connecting that to human design thinking oh i feel like they might be a manifestor they might be a generator or
0: i've played with aspects here and there where i've seen different potentials with my gate 17 everywhere i've got the pattern recognition i'm connecting all of the dots i think that the fact that my husband and i both have an undefined g center I have strong feelings that they will have lots of G-Center activity. I could see a vessel of love, Incarnation Cross, where it's all of them in the G-Center. Something like that. I got the message of Gate 10 recently, and so I was wondering, I was like, okay, Gate, gate, 10. gate 10 could be your conscious son. I think that would be interesting. I've thought about profiles as well, because my husband's a 3'5", and I'm a 6'2". And so just thinking about profile harmony, it's interesting to see how profiles show up in families. There's like connections. And then I've been playing with names and profiles. I think there's an interesting connection between names and profiles. And when people say that like, they need to wait for the baby to be born in order to know what their name is, I think that they're connecting with the energy of a profile because I looked up a name in my chart the other day. Yeah, so I looked up the name Andrea and I have like eight Andreas in my chart, genetic matrix things and eight of them, like eight of the, let's say 10, eight of the 10 are five, one profiles, eight of these Andreas are 5 1 profiles. One of them was like a 3 5, and one of them was a 4 1 or something like that. So they all had a 1 and a 5. And then I looked up another one of like Emily, and there's a lot of six lines with Emily in them. And so I think there's a connection between profiles and first names. I That's could see so my kids cool. having a lot of issues. I, would, I would juice be center. curious as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm and so curious, so. I only have two Elises, but both of the Elise's with your name spelling are four, six projectors. One's a self-projected projector and you're a mental projector. So yeah, I think there's connections between names (laughs) and profiles.
1: Very interesting. Also because you said some people get the names after the baby is born. I wonder, do the spirit babies already know when exactly they're going to be born because I've played with timelines before and sometimes also in terms of the timelines of women getting pregnant Mm -hmm. sometimes the timelines would shift based on certain decisions the mother would make and then when she would get pregnant was different from what the spare baby has said a few months back but I wonder if it's the same thing in terms of giving birth and because that's yeah, the birth date and then that gets connected to human design and I wonder if how much of that is already not set in stone but already chosen by the spirit baby because their design has such a big impact on the energy that they carry yeah. and yeah. that's also how it connected names because my spirit baby already told me like last year that my husband was going to pick her name and now that name is set we know that that's the name the spirit baby has also said that that's the name that the spirit baby wanted. Yeah. So I'm very curious when that eventually happens, what insights will come through? Yeah, and because yeah, and that's how I've been playing with everything in terms of I started on this journey with, into the spirit baby world a year ago, and every topic or every question that I have, I just ask and then see what information I receive and learn in that way instead of saying okay, I think it's this or having one experience and then saying okay it must be this way but every time like for now for example we had this conversation I'm like oh i wonder what they have to say about this yeah. and what comes through yeah. on this topic of
0: names on due dates or birth dates when they actually are born intuitively i feel like they know their chart they may not know how to translate it into human language, but they know Mm -hmm. the energetics that they need to support them on the mission that they're here to learn and that they're here to do and express in this lifetime. I can see it being that there's room for error. They have the window like it needs to be around here anywhere within this range. I will get the tools that I need, even if the details look a little bit different and i also believe in multiple timelines and so i feel like there's a timeline where they're born exactly at this time exactly at this time exactly at this time time, and it all shifts a little bit but whatever decisions the mother makes in this timeline will be reflected and so that's Mm -hmm. why it's like what timeline are you on (laughs) what slightly different version of this child are you going to connect with and then that's why things will kind of shift a little bit when you're like, it was a little bit different than what we said a month ago. They know the major stuff and the, the minor stuff. stuff yeah. yeah. They're open to being surprised. <laughs> yes. Cause talking this out, like what you're saying,
1: like I resonate with it. But also my spirit babies with the first one, the main energy is so present in terms of like, I believe it's going to be a her cause that's the energy that I'm sensing that she wants to come through as a, as a girl she has a sunshine energy. So it really reminds me of a generator of having this, yeah, just lighting up uh, the space. So I know there's something with a sacral energy there as well, but I wonder like, how is that going to play out? Is that going to play out as a manifesting generator or a generator? And is she, what is the Tority going to be? Is it going to be emotional? Because I also sense there is a lot of emotional energy there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm wondering, what are the yeah. things that, are that those the different possibilities that i'm picking up or is it that the main things are set in stone or they already have decided on that because they know that in their next lifetime that will be the most helpful on their journey yeah and what they want to experience in this in the next lifetime and then some of the changes depend on the decisions that you make it is co-creation <laughs> the changes that the mother makes the decisions the mother yeah. depending on what you choose to heal Affects you, but also the DNA of your future child. Yeah. How you embody your human design, but also probably the human design mm. that your future baby will carry.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder how my decisions impact the future design of my children. Not necessarily just the conditioning that they will experience, but the actual design that they will end up choosing of like the moment in time that they want to incarnate into this earth that's an interesting question. Wow. I wonder how my decisions (laughs) (laughs) impact the choice of when they will come through. Wow. I'm going to have to sit with that one for sure. And I'm just loving that I was called to, this version of Eden at least, was called to do this energetic work and do this work at the level that I've done it because It's opened up this relationship to them. It has cleared energetic karmic patterns for previous generations that have happened before me. And I know that it's impacted all of my decisions moving forward. I'm seeing human design in a new way. I know that at one point I will have children and I can see my work with those children and using human design in parenting as being a really powerful part of my mission because just thinking Mm -hmm. about my incarnation cross of the cross of duality, we have that channel of community and then 3420, which is change. It's the role model for creating change. I can see it being a really big part of the work that I do in the future. And I think that the ectopic pregnancy actually catalyzed the changes that I needed to make in order to understand human design the way that I need to in order to parent the way that I want to parent at some point point. and right now it's very playful it's very fun but I can't necessarily explain to a three-year-old like okay you have gate 28 defined this is not going to make sense for them go, like, yeah, it, yeah yeah I can tell an adult what their chart means but being able to support somebody who's unconscious or nonverbal or just young to where they just don't understand the logic the way that we understand it has been really fascinating and i've learned a lot through that and i think that like rapid resolution therapy has definitely been a part of that but for me it's really been The permission to be delightful and playful and not so serious. Human design literature always says that human design is for the children, but the way that it's currently written is not for the children. It needs to be translated, needs to be shifted a little bit so that we understand it in a way that is actually helpful to parenting the next generation. And that is being able to take that information and turn it into games ways that support them in managing their energy, because children are just communicating what they need and they don't know how to regulate their emotions. Most of us adults don't know how to regulate our emotions. And so we can use human design to teach those skills. I really see that as being the necessary thing. If I'm able to regulate my emotions, I will be able to unconsciously program my children to regulate their emotions in a really healthy, beautiful way. And then they'll just be regulated adults and regulated individuals. Yes. And then they won't have to figure it out on their own. They'll figure out some things. I'm sure they'll still need therapy of course. for something, but of course. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you're not gonna do something no. that's going to right. not make them want to go to a therapist later. Yeah, if
0: they're delusional to doing any work, then I've failed them at some point. <laughs> exactly. So never mind. I'll do. Ex- I'll do exactly I what think I need you can to feel do. as a as a parent. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> my work with human design has really changed. Where I didn't just want to teach it; people really wanted a step by step process of what's my business in a box. Mm-hmm. What is the step a step b step c process for? How do I make money with my human design? How do I find romance with it? I'm like, well, you have to actually do this inner work and this inner healing. The big thing for me was that it felt so far away at a certain point with mm-hmm. human design i was like okay i have to make sure that my undefined centers aren't freaking out and i've got this shadow and i've got this shadow and it was like every single gate and all of a sudden i'm like i have to be aligned in 64 different colors if i'm going to be aligned yeah and then i'm like that's my standard for the day it was like being in alignment means i've checked in with absolutely everything and it's just so much when in reality we know how to live our designs we are the you embodiment do. of our designs we are not available for conditioning in ways that we're not available to be conditioned in. We're not available for not expressing ourselves. Our energy is literally bubbling up in our bodies and it finds a way out. (laughs) Whether we let it intentionally or not, it's going to find a way to be expressed in our lives. So yeah, I'm playing with human design in such a different perspective. It's much more fun and... I believe now that I'm doing the work now that I need to do in order to create the foundation of knowledge in and of myself, but also the business and the lifestyle that supports me in actually being able to take time off as a parent and to just spend time with my kids and homeschool if I want to homeschool and do whatever I need to do to be that person. But I also need a business that doesn't require me to have 100 plus people in my back pocket, asking me questions all the time. That was a really big thing with the ectopic pregnancy. I was like, if a child came through now, it would completely pull the rug out from under me. At the time, it did feel like way more responsibility. It's kind of the nudge of like, hey, if this does happen, are you ready for it? And now looking at the way that my business is shaped, the way that my life is shaped, I guess, it's much more supportive of being able to be that person that I want to be when I do have kids I'm not there yet but I am on the evolution of creating that life and creating that reality that supports who I want to be as a parent
1: you're focused more on the being and then you can can teach it from that versus from the mental and conceptual space
0: yeah yeah which
1: children won't understand at a young age (laughs) right
0: I think that's really the six-line magic is, yes, it can be a teacher, but it's really an example. And it's an example because the six-line is a student.
1: I love it. I love that you are in so many ways preparing for it. And it's not just preparing what's to come for your children, but also who you want to be as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as all of your other different roles, right? Because it's not just one that you're
0: embodying. It's my fear motivation. It's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, what do I need to know? <laughs> How do I prepare for everything that I'm afraid might happen? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me prepared in the best ways. This has been delightful. Is there any final messages coming through for this episode that you would like to share?
1: No, I think so much was shared and it was, very interesting to have this conversation in a way that feels so aligned for me i really felt that moment where i was just talking it out with you as well like i wonder how this really works or how spare babies think about this normally i do it a lot we briefly talked about it on dms i do that with my spare babies i talk things out with them because then basically i don't need a physical person i can just talk it out with them anywhere anytime and receive my clarity in that way. And it was fun to do it with you this time about the topic of spirit babies.
0: Yes, I love talking things out. I'm happy to hold that space for you. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. And thank you everyone for listening to our delightful conversation today about all of the energetic things. We'll see you in the next episode.